Welcome to Steal Your Fitness, the podcast, helping you develop your mental and physical fitness. So no matter how good or not good we all feel, I think we'd like to feel better. And a significant part of feeling better comes from our fitness. But fitness to me is not just about how much we exercise. It's both our physical and mental fitness that can improve our health and then ultimately how we feel. Now this podcast is going to be practical advice and tips as well as some different perspectives on fitness and how we can all develop our own. Ultimately, it's my intention to help us all feel better. You know, I've been on a journey to improve my own health through fitness and when you're looking for direction on where to go, I think it's helpful to hear from people that have already been there. I've been there. You know, I've been on the journey. I've come from a place of being mentally and physically unwell, but I did get better. And this podcast is about sharing with you how I did that and how I'm continuing to do that and how others are doing that. And I am grateful to have you join me. So welcome and I wish you well. Today I'm going to talk about how we can eat better to feel better. And this starts for me uh, quite some time ago uh, when I started on my fitness journey and I used to eat really for convenience and I would just kind of eat anything. I I didn't really think about it. Uh, Everything was pretty much processed. I drank a lot of alcohol. I drank a lot of coffee. Um... And I didn't. I didn't feel good. I didn't know I didn't feel good. I just that's just how I thought. That's how I felt. And uh, over the years, I understood much more about nutrition. I became a nutritionist, and and really for me, when I started to um, look after myself, look after my health, and and make better choices, or I just understood about fueling my body as opposed to feeding it. And I was definitely just feeding my body, or feeding my emotions, or or, or whatever I was doing at the time. Uh, when I started to um, eat better, I, I started to feel significantly better. And even now, I can have the odd day where I'll just kind of eat um, things that I wouldn't normally eat, which are, are maybe not the, the best um, choice. You know, I don't eat perfectly all the time. Um, no one can. I don't, I don't think that's possible and I wouldn't even encourage it. But when I don't eat to, uh, when I don't eat better, um, I definitely don't feel better. I feel a bit more sluggish. I feel a bit less energetic it affects my mood uh so i i am much more now in tune with how i feel um especially after after what i eat and i understand a lot more now about eating until um you're satisfied as opposed to eating to your full and i think we have this kind of it's a literal hunger to want to feel full um when we eat when when really all we need to do is just feel satisfied and we feel lighter because of it so what I want to talk about today is is really our nutrition and what a significant tool that is to achieve many of our goals, whether we just want to feel better, we want more energy, or how it can impact our weight management goals. So you might want to maintain your weight, you might want to increase your weight, you might want to um, add muscle mass, say for example, or um, as the majority of us have done or, or want to do, is we want to lose our um, body fat or we want to lose weight. And... Um, what we eat and how much of it we eat and how how we eat that and how we combine it with with particular types of exercise really defines our body composition which ultimately um is 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 what we want to do we yes weight is important but how our body is com- composed or, or or how much lean mass we have versus the body fat that really is what drives our metabolism which um you know, the better our metabolism or the, the higher our muscle mass as a percentage of our total um, body composition, the better our metabolism is and the more calories that we burn at rest. So 
what we eat is is a direct, has a direct result on how we feel, but also the volume of what we eat and and the types of foods that we eat impact on our body composition, which ultimately um, will help us with our weight management goals. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. So dependent on your personal goals, your daily calorie intake will change. Your BMR, so you may have heard of the term BMI before, which I don't think is incredibly useful, but BMR, your base metabolic rate, is the number of calories that we require every day to maintain our weight and for our body to complete all of its functions, so breathing, sleeping, eating, so basically everything that you do at rest. So it's your base metabolic rate, which you can calculate online if you just type in BMR calculator. It's based on things like your age, your height, your weight, um, your gender, your activity levels, that sort of thing. And it's, um, it's a number that's very specific to, to each of you, depending on your um, specific um, individuality. So when we consume the same amount of calories that we burn, so that's your BMR calories, any calories that you burn through movement, and you consume that amount of calories, we will, you will maintain your weight. So that is called calorie maintenance. When you consume more calories than you burn, so that's eating more calories than your BMR calories plus any calories that you burn through movement, we will gain weight and that is called a calorie surplus. And when we consume less calories than what we burn, uh, that is called a calorie deficit and that is the only way that we can lose weight. So to lose weight, we must be in a calorie deficit and to gain weight, we've got to be in a calorie surplus. The volume of protein that we consume and the type of exercise that we do is critical in the type of weight loss and gain that we would want to achieve. So essentially, the more lean muscle mass we have as a total proportion of our body weight, the more efficient our body is at burning calories. And that is really having just more optimal body composition. So BMR, that's the first thing we need to do is go and work out what our BMR is. So I'd search for that online. And then um, you can get that basically is going to give you somewhat of a daily budget if you like of, of what you can spend and I, I like to use that analogy because there's very few people in the world that can go into a shop and buy anything or just pick up something in a shop without looking at the price and I feel the very same way about food you know we, we often consume things and we have no idea what the calorific value is so we're essentially spending without looking at the price and everything that we consume is like charging a credit card we're going to have to pay for it eventually so um, it's important that we understand what that is. And you can use a calorie tracking app like a MyFitnessPal or, or something like that. I like to do it all manually, but I've been tracking for years. And, and the more that you track and the more that you understand, um, the easier it becomes because it's, it does seem tedious to begin with because it's, it's new. It's, it's, it feels hard because it, we've not done it before. And, um, you know, you will forget certain things. And it just takes a little, little while of a rhythm and routine. But... I tend to find with clients, and, and this is especially so with myself, we do tend to eat a lot of the same things. So um, generally your breakfast is generally the same and, and you'll have the same evening meals. You know, it's very rare that we all just eat different all the time, but uh, it does get easier the more that you do it. And it is important that we track. If, if, you, if weight management is a goal of yours, tracking calories is absolutely an essential part of that. Exercise and nutrition are two sides of the same coin. I do like to, to say that a lot. Without the right nutrition, any exercise that we have, it won't necessarily deliver the results that we want. So if we're exercising to achieve a certain goal, equally as important as the exercise is the nutrition and vice versa. And so the right level of calories and how those calories are made up, specifically um, in protein, uh, for muscle preservation and growth, that's really what's going to deliver the results that we want. So that could be a weight loss, a weight gain or weight maintenance.
either one we need to understand how many calories we're eating knowing how many calories we should eat and um and that's food and drink uh, and then the amount of protein that we need so the ultimate body composition unfortunately or unfortunately however you want to, to look at it we will have to do some type of resistance um, work in our exercise routines from the age of about 30 our muscle mass naturally starts to deplete over time so we need to be able to maintain that muscle mass and if we don't maintain it or enhance that muscle mass through eating adequate protein and doing some type of resistance training which is uh, training with some type of weight so that could be the machines it could be free weights it could be body weight even if we don't do at least three body weight workouts per week that would be the minimum uh, we will our, our muscle mass will continue to decline and when our muscle mass declines uh, our metabolism gets slower and that's why we start to put on weight and you will have heard the term middle-aged spread and that sort of thing the only way that we can um, go around that is by enhancing our own muscle mass or maintaining what we have the other way we lose muscle is when we diet um, which which most of us will have done at some point in our lives we will diet without doing any resistance training we'll just literally restrict calories and what that does when we restrict calories or we diet without any resistance training and we don't have enough protein in our diet what happens is we we burn muscle tissue alongside the body fat so through a diet we will not just lose fat which is what we think we're doing we're actually burning muscle mass as well so when we go back to eating quote unquote normally again we've reduced the amount of muscle mass as well as the body fat and so our metabolism has then become slower so we could eat the same amount as we were eating before the diet but then what happens is we will start to put more weight back on because uh, we're burning less calories at rest because we've reduced the muscle mass so for any effective weight loss, any effective fat loss, we absolutely need to have adequate protein and the right resistance training within our exercise routines. And ultimately, our body composition is, is more important than our body weight. Uh, it's how we look and it's how we feel and it's how um, effective our metabolism is. That's really what's, what's more important. But we do get hooked up more on body weight than we do on body composition. And that really, um, for effective weight loss and, and to manage our weight effectively moving forward the composition is is much more important so now onto actually what we eat so macronutrients are in which you may have heard the term macros before macros are needed really in in the largest quantities so there are three macronutrients so that carbs or carbohydrates fats and proteins um, all of which none of those words will be um, strange to you um Actually, before I get into those, hydration, I talk about hydration a lot. The amount of water we consume is is vital for energy. It's vital for our bodily systems. It's um, it's important for energy. Um, it doesn't scientifically give us energy, but it does make us feel more energized because a, a massive part of how we feel in the day and, and fatigue that we have is dehydration. So drinking at least two liters of water per day and more if exercising at the very least is really what we should be aiming for and, and 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 that is a consistency thing you know you might be really good at it during the week at work and then at the weekends it kind of tails off Re- realistically we, we need to be hydrated all of the time um for for our to have op- for us to have optimal energy optimal um output and to carbohydrates so you will have um would have heard the term carbs before carbs are not a bad thing which a lot of people do. Processed carbohydrates are less than ideal, so breads and pastas and cakes and that sort of thing. But carbohydrates, all vegetables and, and fruits, they're carbohydrates, so um, we need them. They are 
required for energy and they provide the body's main source of energy at four calories per gram. And they, they, they form the major part of stored food in the body, which we later then use as energy. So it's, they exist in three forms, sugars, starches, and fibers. So they're carbohydrates, very important for energy. So it's not something that we should avoid. Fats, they're used for making steroids and hormones, and they serve as um, like solvents for hormones and fat-soluble vitamins. So they have a, a very high calorific content, as you would um, um, well, or would understand, which is about nine calories per gram, which is almost, well, it's twice, more than twice the amount of um, protein and carbohydrates in the calorific value. But they are, they are important. Healthy fats are important for our body's um, replenishment. Extra fat is stored in tissue and then it's burnt when the body's run out of carbohydrates. So it is an energy source. And then proteins, which um, I, I feel are the most important macro and, and the most underutilized, they provide amino acids that make up most of the cell structure, including the cell membrane and membrane, and they are the last to be used of all macronutrients. So at, at four calories per um, gram, which are the same as carbohydrates, they um, are not as calorific as fats, but they are important in, in regards to rebuilding our bodies. So if we want to build muscle tissue, but if any tissue at all, if we want to be replenished um, better, recover better, protein is an important part of that. So it, it, it's an important, well, I, I just keep saying it's important. I don't think I need to say it anymore, but... Uh, what we should be aiming for with protein is at least one and a half grams of protein, preferably two grams of protein per kg of body weight. So if you weighed 50 kg, you should be aiming to have 75, if not 100 grams of protein per day within your BMR calories. I feel um, from personal experience and, and with working with, with clients over the years, a higher protein diet is 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 the way forward for fat loss and for muscle gain or for changing your body composition in any way. The benefits of protein, um, you obviously your body will replenish itself better. So you know it'll strengthen your your skin and your hair and your nails and your um your your actual tissues in itself. But it's also more satiating, so it, it makes you feel fuller for longer. Uh, there's a higher thermal effect um, on food, so actually it takes more calories to burn protein. Uh, than it does anything else, so it, it's an important part of 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 our of our metabolism and um, replenishing our systems. Micronutrients, so they really are vitamins and minerals. So they're essential. Uh, our vitamin and mineral intake is essential for our our daily functioning, our energy levels, our our mood, and vitamins are essentially fat soluble or water soluble. So. The fat-soluble vitamins are stored in fatty tissues in the body um, when in excess and water-soluble vitamins, they're excreted through the urine in excess. So they need, really need to be taken daily, so they're not stored. Um, so if you're going to take any kind of multivitamins, it should be the water-soluble vitamins. So vitamin B, vitamin C. Um, green vegetables are rich in vitamin B and vitamin C is really um, abundant in citrus fruits, which you may or may not know. The fat-soluble vitamins are vitamins A, D, E, and K. So again, green leafy vegetables, milk and dairy, plant oils, they all provide those sorts of vitamins. But the fat-soluble vitamins we can store over time, but the water-soluble vitamins we need to eat regularly. So we need to eat those every day or consume them in some type of supplement. And the minerals. So minerals um, are found um, in an ionized form in the body. They make up about 4% of the total's mass and that's everything from 
um, iron and calcium and potassium, sodium, magnesium, just to name a few. There, there, there are loads of minerals and um, there are all different types of whole foods. So um, onto whole foods. So realistically, they should make up the majority of our diet. And when I say whole foods, I mean foods that are grown in nature, not by people. So a, a good way of looking at it is if, an, if a caveman would not be able to recognize that we should be eating less of that. So with, you know, you may be plant-based, I'm plant-based, it's, it's, it's a diet that works for me. Um, I, I don't preach about it one way or the other. Um, you may be plant-based, you may not be plant-based. So if you do eat animal products, it is the most natural animal products you can get. So just lean meats um, and that sort of thing. However, anything processed, and that could be cheese, it could be a cake, it could be anything that is created using whole foods and then formed into something else, that is not a whole food, that is a processed food. So we should be eating less processed foods and significantly more whole foods. So the more whole foods and plants that we eat, and when I say plants, I mean fruits and vegetables, um, the more the more fiber we're going to get. So we'll have more fiber in our diet, which is also more satiating like protein is, and it's much better for our digestive system, um, which when we have a, a stronger digestive system or a healthy digestive system, it helps our immunity, it helps us feel better. Um, when we eat more of these whole foods and plants, we feel significantly better. And it's not something that happens instantly, although we do get energy from food straight away, but the way that you feel um, will improve over time um, the more we improve our diet. And it doesn't need to be um, a day and night thing where it's like you instantly go all out. Um, I would suggest that A, you speak to your doctor about changing your diet, diet significantly. Um, I think that's important, but also it's something that you can introduce over time, especially if you've not been eating a lot of fiber to then suddenly eat a whole lot of fiber all at once. It actually is going to be quite upsetting for your digestive system. It's something that we need to work up and build towards. Processed foods, uh, anything that is man-made, as I've said, they are created from whole foods, but they're all altered in some way. So, a, a food is processed if it's not if it's if it's consumed how it's not found in nature. So, it could be just created something baked, refined, fried, altered in some way. So, our recommended intakes. So, we should be eating at least five portions of fruit and vegetables each day, and a portion is around eighty grams. We should base our meals on potatoes, bread, rice, pasta or other starchy carbs and choosing whole grain wherever possible. So this might sound very odd to you to, when I've just said, let's reduce our processed foods, um, sort of like bread and, and pasta. But potatoes are not the enemy. Rice is not the enemy. The, these carbs are not the enemy. This is something we need that as an energy source. So having a, a portion of potatoes or a portion of rice it's a great base to your meals. So we, we should base our meals on that for energy, but it should be the whole grain options wherever possible and the least altered options. Some dairy or dairy alternatives. We should have, um, and dairy alternatives could be soy drinks or that sort of thing. We should have some dairy. We should not have a lot of it. Um, as, a, as a whole, we eat, as a society, we eat a significant amount of animal products which um, really need to be reduced. We eat too much of it. For protein, beans and pulses, if you're plant-based or vegetarian, um, or fish, eggs, meat, and other proteins. So um, two portions of fish every week, one of which should be oily. If you do eat animals, if that's um, a choice that you're making, then um, those 
would be in a much less quantity than your um, starchy carbohydrates and your fruits and your vegetables. We should choose unsaturated oils and spreads and eat those in much smaller amounts. Things like olive oil are very healthy, but again, they're very calorific, they're a fat. So um, having those in as, as, as small a quantity as we can. Our salt intake should be less than six grams per day. There is a lot of salt in processed foods. And uh, when we work out the grams in that, you'll be quite surprised. And when we have a lot of salt or sodium, which is the, is the same thing, when we have that in our diet, we actually um, we bloat more, we hold more water because of it. So um, we want to reduce our salt intake. Drinking adequate amounts of water, so at least two litres of water a day, as I've said. Alcohol should be limited to 14 units a week for, for all of us. Um, it is it's a very calorific thing, but also it's it's obviously it's a toxin. Alcohol is, is really unhelpful to mood. It's unhelpful. I mean, there's lots of benefits to alcohol um, from a social sense, but there are lots of um, not so great or, or they're not benefits at all from, from alcohol. One is calories and second is how it impacts on our, our body and having to remove that toxin. But interestingly, with alcohol or what we're drinking, um, if it's not water, it, any liquid calories that we we consume and orange juice for example might seem might seem very very healthy and and in loads of ways that it is but it's actually quite calorie dense so whenever we're tracking our calories which is what we all need to do when we're managing our, our weight in either way whether we want trying to gain it or we're trying to lose it um, our liquid calories are just as important as the food calories so um, we need to track those as well then when you start to understand the calories that you're eating so you know quite how much that pizza is or how much that salad dressing um, contributes to to your lunch uh, there's lots of, there, there are four things that I think that we need to do whenever we um, look at our food groups and, and what their calorific value is we can just first of all just recognize so that I think a huge step forward for any of us is just recognizing and learning how many calories are within certain groups or, or certain foods and certain meals so you may have eaten a particular evening meal for years and had no idea what the calorific value of that was. So the first thing is just to recognise um, what we're eating and understand it. And I'm not saying to cut anything out. I'm not saying to never eat certain things again. But just understanding the calorific value of something and working it out is, is very, very important. So recognise is the, is the first step. A second step or a different step that we can choose to do is to replace so some foods we might decide to replace because the calorific value is is too high. So we can you know, a good example is switching to a lower calorie alternative. So we could have say pasta as a um, we might eat a lot of pasta, but if you replaced half of that or all of that with some vegetable pasta, so you can get like you know, vegetable spaghetti or something like that, that's much less calories than than the pasta. So you can reduce or replace the amount um, of a higher calorie food with something that is a lower calorie alternative. And the, the third step or the third choice that we could have is to reduce, so we can just cut down the volume of something. If you want to have some fries with your meal, we'll just have half the amount that you would have before and, and up some other um, less calorific food. And that's, again, the same with dressing and sauces. We're quite liberal with, with dressings and sauces that we put on foods. We reduce that amount by a third or by by half. Well, that's reducing the calories by a third or a half. So it's just being quite sensible. So, so first reduce, 
or first recognize, we could then replace or we could reduce. And then some things in the last choice or the last thought we should have, we could just remove entirely. So there'll be some foods that when you understand the calorific value versus the nutritional input that we get from them, you'll just decide I'm just not going to eat those anymore. And that would be your choice. And you could just decide to just have these foods really rarely or not at all, just because the the, the calories within them compared to your enjoyment of the food, they just won't match. So sometimes the food just isn't worth calories. Um, you can get used to things. So this is something I like to talk my clients through. And really with, with some foods and with water intake, some people just don't like healthier choices. They don't like water. And I like to, to liken this to coffee or to alcohol. It's unlikely that we really liked the taste of coffee or we liked the taste of alcohol when we first tasted it. And um, we got used to it because we liked how we felt after we'd had that coffee or we liked how we felt after we'd drunk that alcohol. Um, and the same goes for water and the healthier choices we make in food. We don't often... Um, we don't often feel the benefits of food straight away. In fact, in fact, we don't. It happens over time. So when we bear with and we start to feel more energised and our mood is better and we feel better um, and we understand quite how much that correlates with what we, how we decide to fuel our bodies, um, we are much more likely to get used to the benefit. Because of the benefits, we get used to the taste of certain things. And um, no, there are going to be some things you'll never enjoy. And... Um, and sometimes that, that is a little bit of a part of it. We have to just sometimes endure things that we don't particularly like for the actual benefit of our of our bodies. And um, we do get used to it. So it's just one of those things to keep going and try different things and try different vegetables and try different fruits. And, and the way that you prepare them and the way that you, you might steam them, you might eat them raw, you might, however, however you choose to do it, you'll find a way that works for you. But ultimately how we feel after what we consume is 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 much more important than the consumption that itself and um it's almost kind of like having a really difficult conversation with someone the benefit of having the conversation is far far worth the 20 seconds or 30 seconds of discomfort of having the uncomfortable conversation because the benefit afterwards um is is significant and that's how we can look at it we can get used to eating certain things Just taking a break from the podcast to bring you a special offer just for my podcast listeners. I'm giving you 20% off my entire range of digital download guides. I have how-to guides on so many topics, how to reduce body fat, how to build muscle, how to sleep better, how to build motivation, and a whole lot more. I have my targeted training guides, grow your abs, grow your chest, your glutes, your legs, all major muscle groups. They're full guides and they include eight-week workout plans. I've got my trainer-made workout plans, which cover everything, cardiovascular training, stability training, which is resistance training for beginners, through to endurance, hypertrophy or muscle growth, and strength training. They're full, they're detailed, and they include up to 16 weeks worth of workouts in every one. So for 20% off my guides and workout plans, go to stealyourfitness.com forward slash shop and enter the discount code PODCAST20. It's an exclusive offer for my podcast listeners and is available for a limited time. There's no limits. You can download as many as you want and you can use the code as many times as you want. That code again is PODCAST20, so PODCAST20, and it's available on all my how-to guides, my targeted training guides, and my trainer-made workout plans. Check it out now, stealyfitness.com forward slash shop, and enter the code PODCAST20 for 20% off my digital download guides, an exclusive offer for my podcast listeners. Now, back to the show. So on to some tips and advice. 
First tip I would have for anyone is to try and start to look at food as fuel and not food. So we need to fuel our bodies as opposed to feeding them and fuel our bodies for energy and not feed them or feed our emotions. That's quite a, a difficult thing to do. That's not something that happens instantly. But when you think about the food that you're eating, imagine that you're like putting gas into a car. Some petrol, some gas, some diesel is going to be much um, better for the car um, than, than other choices. And what we decide to consume is a direct correlation to the energy that it gives us. So the nutrients and the vitamins and, and what we need to feel healthy, um, to feel energized, to feel healthy, improve our mood, it all comes down to the most natural, more, more whole foods. They are going to make us feel better. And they are not always the most palatable choice, believe me, but they will make us feel better. Uh, liquid calories uh, make budgeting calories much more challenging. So especially if you're on a weight loss journey, having liquid calories is very, very, um, uh, you know, can make it more challenging. Uh, eating the same thing with different variations at breakfast and lunch and utilising a cycle of various evening meals is helpful. So that's essentially meal prepping, but that that's quite helpful. So, so having a, a, a very um, good choice of breakfast, but eating the same thing every day, there's nothing wrong with that, providing it's it's balanced. And, and same with lunch, and then maybe you just plan your evening meals and have a cycle of seven that you go through. And it's not to say that, that we want to take enjoyment away from eating food, but if you want to feel better or you have particular weight um, weight management goals, then uh, this is actually really important. Um, and it t- sort of takes a lot of the um, thought out of it or the, um, yeah, it just makes things easier. So processed foods um, are typically higher in calories compared to the nutritional benefit so that's why we should eat much less processed foods Um, sleep and rest is important for body fat loss so if that's something that you want to do when we eat in a deficit um, or even when we're when we're eating in a surplus and we're growing muscle for example it's quite stressful on the body you might not feel stressed but your body will feel stressed because of it so our sleep and our rest is very important for our um, weight management goals but also for our energy levels um, eat more plants. I, I don't think I need to, to talk more about that. But the, the bigger variation of colours and textures on the vegetables and fruits that we eat is important for high birds, fibre, it's important for our digestive health. And it's also very filling, so it can reduce our, our snack cravings. And um, the more whole foods we eat, which is ideal, this is what we want to do, there are some things we will need to supplement our diet with. And that could be a protein shake. So I, for example, I have vegan protein shakes all the time. Um, and that helps me get my um, protein that I need. I need a, a much higher amount of protein um, for my particular goals at the moment. So I find supplementing it, especially being plant-based, that, that helps me. So that would go towards some of my processed food intake. Um, so it's not to say that, that we shouldn't be eating any processed foods. I think that they are quite helpful. Um, but the majority of our food intake should be whole foods, so as they're found in nature. Carbs have been unnecessarily demonized. So remember, low carb is not is not necessarily a good thing. Any low-carb diet means you're going to have less energy. So if you want to feel good, you're going to need to have carbohydrates. And the best way to create a calorie deficit is always through movement. So to, con- to continuously restrict your calories to below your BMR, all, all that's going to do is starve your body and and continue to reduce your muscle mass. What we need to do is eat to our BMR number and then um, create more of a deficit or a calorie deficit through movement. And um, for the average person to, to get 
a decent daily deficit, which would be a, you know around um, three to five hundred cows a day. That is about an hour's walking, um, depending on your your height and your weight and that sort of thing. So, two half hour walks a day, eating to your BMR, and provided you're eating the right amount of protein and you're doing you know three resistance um, workouts full body every week, um, you will generally lose um, a high proportion of body fat, and you, that a five hundred calorie deficit will give you about a pound worth of weight loss um, every week if you had that five hundred calorie deficit every day over a rolling seven days. So reducing. Um, Actually, not reducing anything. Fats don't make us fat. Excess calories do. So understand that some fat is healthy. We can't cut all fat out of our diet. Um, yes, we can cut all trans fats out. So that's things like butters and um, anything that goes um, hard at room temperature. But but things like olive oil and avocado and some nuts and, and seeds, really important for our bodies and for our energy and our hormones. So... Um, Count the calories and and make sure that they're included in your daily amounts. But some fats are good. And uh, we use fat as as energy alongside carbohydrates. So it's important for us to have the energy. We need to have something to burn it. Um, Timing your meals is important. might be very difficult depending on your work and your responsibilities. But I eat every couple of hours, um, but very little. And that kind of keeps my hunger at bay. I don't like feeling hungry. It makes me irritable. You might feel the same. Um, similarly you might not like eating at all you might never feel hungry but you might not feel hungry but your mood and your energy levels will be lower for not having any fuel so you might just need to have snacks little and often and even though again like I said you don't might not feel hungry it will make you feel better and have more energy because you, you, you physically cannot have energy if you do not fuel your body but you'll find what works for you it might take a few weeks trialing different splits and meal plans and different types of food and and that sort of thing it it, it, what works for me won't work for you everyone is different we'll have different physiologies we have different um, bodies we have different preferences so generally these rules are are very broad it's not a a bespoke plan for you um but the more whole foods we have in our diet um the, the the foods that are found in nature the better we will feel so um the more you can introduce and the more water you can drink uh, alongside those having the right amount of protein, um, you will feel better. Now, we all like to have really instant and quick results. It's our modern-day nature. Now, we're used to this next-day delivery and microwave lives, that sort of thing. Feeling better by eating better is not a quick thing. It's gradual and it's cumulative, and it will take you. It may take longer than you want it to to, to feel better. So it's easier to jack something in and go back to what we were doing before, um, before we've actually felt the benefits of it. So patience is a big part of the process, and so is trust. So trust that fueling your body as opposed to feeding it will help you feel better, and that managing your calorie intake combined with the right amount of daily movement uh, will help you achieve your weight management goals. But to achieve anything, we need to do something different than what we've done before. So if you want to feel better, you will need to do something differently. Change is difficult for everyone. We don't like it. It's our nature. Whenever you want to achieve something, we have to do something differently than how we've been doing it before. Because change is the main ingredient of any achievement. If we didn't have to change, we would already have what it is that we wanted. And that would be to feel better. So you can do it. Um, It it, it is possible. Um, So... I wish you well. So that's how we can eat better to feel better. If you'd like any more information on how you can eat better to feel better, my digital download guide, Steal Your Nutrition, How to Eat Better to Feel Better, is now available to download 
at steelyourfitness.com forward slash shop. It's a really comprehensive, full-color, 22-page guide that's really easy to follow and understand. It goes through everything that I talked about on the podcast, but with a whole lot more detail. So that's Still Your Nutrition, How to Eat Better to Feel Better, and that's available at steelyourfitness.com forward slash shop. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've got any queries or comments, uh, you can find me on social media at Steal Your Fitness. That's where you can give us a like or a share or a follow, any of which would be very much appreciated. I'd also be really grateful if you could subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. And then also give the, the podcast a five-star rating and a review on wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps me grow the podcast and then I can reach more people. So once again, thanks for listening. I hope you feel better today. And as always, I wish you well.